Right. Welcome back, gentlemen. Today is SimCast episode 10. Indeed, we've met a milestone here. Uh, this is part three and the finale for our discussion of the craft, uh, discussing the four archetypes that we currently know information about and doing a little bit of our own theory crafting about it. Before we get started on that, I'm going to introduce Daedalus uh, back again for the, what, third or fourth time now, I believe? Yeah, fourth time, <laughs> right? I think, yeah. Yeah, man, you've been, uh, you've been here for a minute. We've been talking about some cool things, though. And, and Rebel, welcome back yet again as well. <laughs> so I'm going to be posting for the viewers here a, a clip of not the whole live stream. Um, I would encourage everybody, everybody to go check it out. But we did have our live stream last Monday. And they they gave us an, a glimpse into what a castle siege slash raid looked like. Um, we didn't get to see the siege portion, but we got to see what it would potentially look like. Keep in mind that the video I'm showing is, is just of that. Uh, they, they did a, a quick uh, recording before the live stream, or actually it was during the beginning of the live stream. They were in, in the process of making a recording for us all to check out. And um, before I really talk too much about that, uh, we don't really need to talk about too much, but I did want to get some of your reactions. Uh, I want people to keep in mind though, what you're seeing up here, this is a, a very blank slate keep, a very basic keep. They made, made, they made the point to, stress that this is an unpopulated keep if you will it doesn't have a lot of the things you'll see in the keeps or any of that but it's a very blank slate just the meat and bones if you will but uh we'll go we'll go round robin as usual we'll go daedalus rebel again on this one and what, what were some of your all's thoughts on uh the vid the live stream pros cons i would say on the pro side it definitely was good to see the siege um the siege testing i mean i think that was uh you know the highlight there um also i think they did end up answering um some kind of newer questions or at least elaborating on some some things that were potentially known but maybe with a different flavor um kind of the cons i think there was some repetition i think that seems to be kind of a common theme you know is is they are kind of picking you know some questions and and i can see you know, that they might want to orient people that are new to the live stream, but it does tend to get a little bit repetitive. Um, but generally, I mean, I think the energy from the team was good. It was nice to see, you know, how excited they were about things that are yet to come um, as well. But yeah, overall, I thought it was a good stream. Uh, I think the pros, um, the pros for the live stream is, uh, I actually saw some improvements from their last gameplay. Uh, I noticed that the graphics on the actual spells themselves and abilities, they've actually toned them down and they may made them more cleaner and crisper. It's not so bright and, and large, um, as it was the last time I saw like, a, like a fight in action, if you will. Um, the, the cons I would probably say would be people taking what they saw at face value um, and you know not really realizing that um, there is a lot of work to still be done and they were just showing you the progress that they've done just within a month's time of packs so mm -hmm. you could definitely see the difference um, if you go back and look at um, their little boss boss encounter they had versus you know the abilities and stuff they've actually made things cleaner they made things crisper um there's not there's not a whole lot of jumpiness around um there's still some i, I think most of the jumpiness might have been from steven but <laughs> but uh yeah that's pretty much it just uh you know it was all around awesome in my opinion 
Yeah, it was a, I thought so too. And I didn't really, it didn't really sink in until, you know, he, they made mention about how this is basically, we were at a, about a year from when the Kickstarter had actually happened a year ago. And, um, you know, it, it got me thinking while, while they said that I was sitting there watching and I think that was actually something that was said when they were actually doing the, the little raid there attacking, uh, you know, other members in the, in the keep. Uh, and that was pretty, it was pretty cool to watch them go in there and to raid another keep and, you know, to go into PVP mode and, uh, the horses were looking buggy, but of course that's really the second time now, I think that we've even seen them on horses in the game. Um, but I agree that the, the spells and casting, I think I even mentioned this to whoever, I think you might've been here too, Rebel, but I think when we were watching, we were talking in discord and I, I was, I remember mentioning how it, it, it the spells and abilities looked, uh, cleaner somehow. Um, I'm not sure what it was. Maybe it was the tone, the lighting down. So it wasn't too, um, I too think bright. They did, yeah. It was too bright before. Yeah, I, I noticed especially with the fire trail, I think, from the mage that had been cast. I think it was the mage. And it was, this, uh, yeah, that's the mage ability. Uh, but it's like this, um, it was like this kind of like trail on the ground. And I, I was able to see a lot more detail in this spell, which was pretty nice too. I I don't know if it's because they worked on it more, it was just a perspective we had or what it was, but it was pretty cool. But uh, it got me thinking too. I was sitting there going, wow, it's a year and this is the point they're at already. It's actually really cool. They've definitely continued to surpass their uh, their their um, their deadlines for things, which is great because that's uh, at least from my perspective, that always seems to be a pretty good indicator of what's to come. Um, as far as preparedness goes. So that was, again, really positive to see. So um, I do agree, though, with you, Daedalus. Um, it, it it did seem a little rep- repetitious. Um, and uh, it was, I don't know, there was something about the stream, though, that, that sat a little different, too. They seemed more relaxed and a little more comfortable than usual, too. Which, yeah, especially Steven just kind of walked on like he owned the place. Chilling. He does. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was it was it was pretty cool to kind of see how relaxed they were. Yeah. And, and the energy is always good on the streams. That's kind of one thing you always see no matter what is they could have been working solid for God knows how long and they probably have. And they just bring so much energy and passion to the table that you mm. just can't help but get excited. You know what it was? Now I, now it's setting into place for me. It was it was the confidence. There was confidence with them. And we've seen the confidence before. But the difference is it's always seemed on the streams or when they shared information, it always seems like we, we just get to see just a glimpse. And then it's always like it, it cuts off. And we don't get to see a little bit more to kind of see where the confident, why there's that, that confidence in them. And I feel mm-hmm. like that live stream was one where we were like, okay, there's probably a lot more that none of us know about that's also reasons why they're so confident that we have yet to see. So that's actually really cool. But anyway, uh, back into, this is our, like I said, third third part of the craft. So we're discussing, continuing our conversation from last week. And if you all remember last week, we discussed the tank and we discussed uh, the cleric and we discussed some of the ways that those archetypes could merge, cross. We're going to start today uh, with the, the ranger and its variations. Uh, what... Daedalus, I'm going to kind of change things up. I want to get some of your all's feedback and thoughts, ideas about the archetypes, maybe some things you came up with. 
and then and then maybe kind of reflect on that and share some of my own thoughts and ideas too but we'll start with daedalus on the ranger here sure yeah i mean i think there was um kind of as as a general rule i think most of the um names were were interesting um to me there was a couple that i kind of was like hmm, might want to revisit those um in particular hawkeye i just kept thinking you know comic book type yeah that um, <laughs> superhero yeah and i think um falconer as well again um i mean i i kind of maybe get where they might go with that but that just seemed um didn't really kind of speak to me but overall i mean i think i liked um i liked the other names i thought they were really really good choices in terms of what they evoked mm-hmm. uh, you know based on the secondary um you know so i kind of see this class i mean we've seen it you know in in the alpha zero is, is a range class right preferred bow you know really kind of that death from afar so i i'm interested to kind of think about what that alternate um archetype might look like so i guess i i don't know if you want us to maybe go through all of them or just pick a couple that really stand out i think i'll just go with ones that really stand out for sure. me um you know i i think the uh the sentinel um i like the idea of a range tack uh tank so i think um that i i would really be interested to see how they make that work with the ranger mm-hmm. um and the tank sub um uh, because it's it's going to be more of a control thing and you're likely going to have you know obviously you know a little more mitigation there not so much so that they can take the place of a tank, but maybe an off tank type of um, situation where they might be kiting along uh, bobs. Um, the other one that I thought might be uh, interesting as well is, is the Skion. Um, just because it, you know, I kind of see that as elemental, right? I kind of, and we'll talk about the mage in a little bit. I mean, I definitely see that as the commander of the element. So, being able to get into ranged attacks with elemental modifiers, dots, slows, stuns. I kind of see that as, mm-hmm. as one that stands out, but be, you know, kind of cool implementation of it. The one I'm not sure how they're going to really do is, is the Solbo. Um, mm-hmm. Just because we talked a, a little bit about, you know, a cleric ranger and, and the potion launcher. I'm not sure how that's going to work with Solbo. So that's one that I'm like, hmm, interesting to see how they will do that. Uh, but yeah, I'll I'll kind of pause there and see what Revel thinks. Cool. Um, me, uh, I I don't have much as far as like the class combinations. I don't have much to really talk about aside from the Falconer. It, the, as far as the names concerned, I'm not a big fan. Um, I feel like. You know, if you're going to summon, you're you're obviously going to have a lot to do with pets in that role. Um, and you're going to, you know, call your uh, your wild animals to assist you in combat and stuff like that. I, I don't think Falconer would, would be the best name. Um, <clears throat> other than that, you know, I kind of get every other name um i i agree with daedalus as far as like the soul bowl i don't i don't really understand how that's gonna work either um my theory on that would probably have to be you know in the respect of let's say your arrows may drain life 
instead of you know give it or or something like that um so that's something that i could see possible with the soul bowl but that's a soul bowl bowl bow soul, yeah. soul bow <laughs> soul bow uh that's something that i can definitely see possible um happening with the soul bow so probably like a draining effect um and so, so it's like sucking the soul of people if you're mm. using arrows um hawkeye you know i think is i definitely agree too i think that name needs to be revisited because yeah that's like a comic book superhero name and um you know this game you want it to be unique you don't want it you know it, it could have associations with you know the world or comic books or whatever but um maybe we just need to dive a little bit deeper um mm -hmm. in explanation from uh, the development team to maybe get a better um idea on their reasoning for some of these names so um that's pretty much just my two cents uh as we're just talking about the classes and the archetypes combinations uh so far cool so definitely we'll get into the abilities here in just a second so i also agree with the cleric and ranger combination when i especially with our with our past couple uh simcast episodes where we've discussed um how the how the how the cleric role would work how it's a life giver potentially taker um i could see the life taker you know that over life element being a solbo and, and the word solbo actually fits in that context to me because if it has a draining effect or a giving effect on the soul or your life essence as it is that makes sense so i can that that actually seems like it would fit pretty well i could see you know, it being kind of like we talked about before, where we're dropping in a, a rain of arrows that potentially, you know, can do healing. I could see a soul bow potentially being a healer damage class based on the way that you uh, modify the abilities. Um, if that's how things are going to work. Bow singer and bard, that, that actually sounds like that would make some sense to me. Uh, Strider for the fighter. Uh, Strider reminds me a lot of uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and that's what that reminds me of is is Lord of the Rings, and and if you all don't know what I'm talking about, um, Fellowship of the Ring is the first one out of the trilogy. They're the movies that came out, and if you watch it, you'll notice uh, they actually call him uh, what's his name? Oh my God, it's escaping me. It's just horrible. Aragorn. Thank you. That just made me look bad. So, <laughs> so. Yeah, they said Strider. You heard him named as Strider. And so when I see Strider, I, I see Ranger Fighter fits to a T to me as far. And I actually think that's cool to have a little bit of that kind of uh, not necessarily lore, but essence of what other fantasy realms um, archetype kind of comparisons would look like. Because some of that stuff, you know, you don't you don't need to, everything to be brand new. Because sometimes some things fit really well for a reason. I feel like Strider's one of those. Um, Hawkeye, I agree. Hawkeye, I, I I see Hawkeye in my thoughts the superhero from the comic books and Marvels. That's what I think. I used yeah, to have same the, here. Yeah, I used to have the cards. I've got some in the damn closet somewhere. My geek shit stacked up there in a box somewhere. Uh, I got no shame. Geeks fucking rule. And if you don't like that, you're clearly not as cool as some of us. Uh, um, so we've got Hawkeye, which I'm like meh. What's about Pro It's funny? Yeah, I know. Um, Falconeer. We got Falconeer. Falconeer. All right. So I kind of see that. Summoner, Ranger. So I can see. You know what that actually reminds me of a little bit is the Warden class in ESO right now. How it has some of those abilities. 
um, with the uh, cliff. Uh, oh God, racer. I think is what the creature is called. Some is a cliff racer. Looks similar to a hawk in a, in a way. The spell does. So I could see potentially some of the abilities, like let's say. Um, an arrow, a shot, um, an arrow shot that goes forward, like power shot. Perhaps it's like calling a, calling down a falcon that attacks or something. So I could see it. Falconeer only really, I don't know if that, that would like actually, I don't know if that word's going to quite work. Sentinel seems pretty cool though. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you on some of the, some of the names like Falconer and Hawkeye. Those two are the ones that I'm like, mm. we need to see. My thing is with the falconer, I don't want to be limited. If I'm a summoner, I don't want to be limited to one freaking pet. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's so are they magic pets or you know what I mean? Are they like that's entities? why I don't think it's the perfect name because like you you're okay, you summon a falcon. I mean that's great, but if I'm gonna be a hunter summoner, I want to summon more pets than just a falcon. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and it depends on how the word how the title of the class is gonna fit into the lore as well. In this universe, a falconer could be something we don't know, you know, at this time. And that's that's also where I go go back and say, hey, these are just thoughts. Some of our thoughts, based on what we do know, there's a lot we don't know to where these things could fit really well in, in the context of how the lore works. Um, so let's look at some of the ranger abilities. So our active abilities are power shot which is charging up and firing a shot forward. And again, I'm reading some of these uh, these ability tooltips with the ranks off of the Ashen Foundry. I encourage you all to go check it out. Um, Atropos has got a really cool site there. And the thing I like about this is um, he's going into detail and he's posting uh, mechanic like names and definitions. So for, for the average person that maybe isn't a theory crafter, doesn't understand, maybe is even new to MMOs, this is a resource for you. This is a way for you to educate yourself on what some of these terms we talk about mean and how they function and, and over generally and how they're going to function as we know more about these classes moving forward as well. So we've got power shot where you charge up a shot, you fire it, dealing damage to all enemies. So this to me is a straight line effect. It's a straight line effect that deals damage to enemies, right? Um, so it looks to me like it's kind of a trail situation. Um, the ranks determining the ranks can do cone radius and it can do bleed. So this looks like it's a potentially very strong ability. Um, snare is another active ability. Fire an arrow, which pins the target and immobilizes them. Uh, a couple ranks, one rank will bleed, cause them to bleed. You see bleeds a lot coming up here. And the other one is to slow and, uh, impair their movement. So you've got that as your second mark. All right. So your third one's mark shot. Uh, mark an enemy target, causing them physical vulnerabilities. This is causing them to take more physical damage uh, by people that attack. Now, I don't know if that's going to be just by you or if it's going to cause it to be a synergetic thing where the, the party members as a whole could then potentially do more physical damage to the target. We just don't know. But the ranks go uh, ranked one, then can cause uh, them to also suffer magic vulnerability. So I see Mark Shot being a very strong component. And in the context of taking people into a raid or even in uh, defending a caravan or raiding a caravan, I could see, or keeps, like we've talked about them previewing here in the last live stream, I could see potentially this, this is something that's going to be synergetic to the other classes to where we've got rank one and rank two where we go, okay, 
So you've got the basic physical vulnerability, you got the rank one magic vulnerability, you got the rank two duration of uh, the mark debuff. So now it stays on longer so that you can uh, do the damage, more damage physically or magically longer. I can see if that is something synergized to the party to where it now benefits the whole party, that's going to make the ranger extremely important to have in your group. Um, now how that's going to look based on crossing with other archetypes, I don't know. You have Fleeting Shot, our fourth one here. Fire an arrow at a nearby target, which deals damage while the ranger leaps backward to escape. That sounds like Disengage from WoW, but what this reminds me more of is, and I don't know the ability, but it's a Magnum Shot off of ESO. You shoot them, and in Magnum Shot, the way that it works on ESO is it can work one of two ways. It can, uh, it can knock them back, and I forget what the bonus effect is, or it can knock them back and you disengage backwards. So how this is going to work, I'm not sure, but this one sounds more like ESO. You do damage to them, and you leap backward to escape from danger. Uh, break one and two, you got increasing the maximum range, and then break free of an active crowd control effect upon use. So this is not only going to cause damage and allow you to jump away, but if you're CC'd, which we've discussed last time, crowd control ability, right? If you are pinned down somehow, or, or uh, it doesn't say snares. It says break free of control effects, active control effects. That to me sounds like it makes you immune for that moment of time so you can leap back. Whether or not it's going to be an overtime thing to where it protects you as you're back, I don't know. We don't know a lot of information yet. Prepared shot. Uh, prepare two additional arrows next to combo attacks to deal increased damage. Rank one, rank two, rank one. Uh, prepare four arrows dealing additional damage with the next four attacks. And rank two, prepared shot adds additional damage for all bow attacks, including abilities. Um, so prepared shot, it just looks like it's a straight. It looks like it's going to play into combos, and it also looks like it's maybe a stacking damage effect. Uh, how that's going to work, we don't know. Jumping, which is what it sounds like, escaping. So they're clearly going to be very mobile. This one's a dash forward ability. So we've got one that allows you to fleeting shot to escape, and we've got one that allows you to jump in. Uh, potentially a combination of bounce away, flip your shit, look look the other direction, and start running. So this could be a highly mobile class, or it clearly is, because you've got also sprint, which is the next active ability. Increases movement speed, prevents the activation of abilities using ability ends the sprint. So sprint only lasts for as long as you don't touch any other abilities. Um, now what the timer on that looks like, we don't know. Uh, Ranger benefits from increased defense is rank one. Rank two, break free from hostile. Got another break free, right? It's a lot of mobility, a lot of just trouble, man. That that Ranger starting to look strong. We got knockback shot. Yet again, another knockback or a snare ability. Fire an arrow to nearby enemy, applying knockback, pushing them backwards. Rank one, increased damage on the initial shot. Rank two, applies knockdown to the affected target. Flaming Arrow, and we're coming up on the end of our active abilities here. Flaming Arrow, shoot an arrow which leaves behind a trail of flames. Ah, it wasn't the mage, it was the Flaming Arrow that we just got, I mentioned earlier, that we saw in the raid um, at the keep. So you got an arrow which leaves a trail behind, dealing damage to enemies, so that's a trail of fire. And we got rank one and two. Uh, arrow explodes when reaching its target, so at the end it's gonna explode And rank two. Uh, enemy, any enemies which come into contact with the fire trail then suffer additional burn. So you don't want to stand on. This is a, an example of why you don't stand in fire. Uh, so you got slice, 
which is a melee attack. It's just like it sounds. Does damage, frontal cone. Uh, then you got rank one and two. Uh, 360 degree attack damage. That sounds like instead of it being a slice in the cone, it now turns it to a all around you. Um, and then you rank two, which is bleed to enemies. So that could potentially cause a lot of AOE damage if morphed all the way. I use the word morph. It's my term. They have a passive to light armor, which is interesting because we talked about the cleric. And traditionally, you would think a caster class such as a cleric would wear light armor. They benefit from medium. And the passive for the uh, ranger is the increased benefit from light armor. Their ranged mastery, just like it sounds, another passive, and their ultimate abilities, hell, hell of arrows, which we discussed last week, and trap, and then their exploration ability is track. So I'm looking at these, and then I look over at our archetype crossings. What are some interesting abilities you all can come up with here? I mean, I, I think, you know, just when we talked about before, right, um, the, the Skion, you know, having that elemental component to it, it kind of fits here because they've got all sorts of snares and slows and stuns. So you might have that kind of combined with elemental effects too, I think, to maybe amp up damage or amp up control. Um, I think the mobility on this is interesting, and I like... Um, and I honestly, I need to dig into more of what they have on the other classes because I like the idea that they have with the armor bonuses. Mm -hmm. Makes me think, okay, back to when Steven said, hey, you know, you're not going to have to necessarily be locked into something, but you might have a preference. Yes. So what's your risk reward here? Okay, well, the more light armor I wear, the better protected I am with light armor, but, you know... I could also kind of throw in some medium armor pieces and maybe, I don't want to say min-max, but maybe, you know, have some variety there that I can look at. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the one the one thing that I'm curious about, and I was thinking, I put this down in my notes, I didn't kind of really go into it m as much, but I would want to maybe pose this question to you guys. So you've got a fighter secondary here, right? Mm -hmm. The Strider. Right. You've got all these kind of range type abilities. How do you see that secondary influencing these abilities, right? If if we're thinking, okay, secondary changes the nature of the skill, right? It may not necessarily change the skill fundamentally, but it changes when when Steven always says changes the nature of the skill, I'm like, okay, well, what does that mean? Could that mean is it range? Is it you know, I mean, it could be status effect. He talked about that. It could be a type of damage, but I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what your guys' thoughts are on the Strider and how it's going to modify all these abilities that really focus on arrows and shots and mm -hmm. that kind of thing. See, it's so tough with that because we don't know what the fighter archetype is going to be because that's one of the other... We've got four so far. We got tank, cleric, ranger, mage. We don't have bard, fighter, rogue, or summoner yet. So I'm like, you know, going. Ugh. So we know the fighter is an expert in physical combat, a master of many weapons. This warrior strikes fear into the heart of his foes. So they're very strong, right? So I'm kind of wondering. And again, you're right. It's the nature. So what? What exactly is the nature? There could be so much more. 
to the nature of these primary or these archetypes that we just don't know yet. I mean, does the nature mean what we know about the skills so far? Uh, and they've mentioned also that the skills, uh, the combat system itself, it really isn't done yet. But this is just kind of a, a very, very basic template from my understanding. And, you know, by the end of the year, hopefully we'll have a much better idea of what that is. But I look at these and I look at the nature uh, currently of what a ranger is. And if a fighter is an expert in physical combat, my thoughts are potentially, at least from an ability standpoint, and it, it might focus more on the damage component, like the bleeds maybe, uh, just uh, increasing the damage amount. It could potentially make the combination of a fighter and a, a ranger very strong. Uh, mm -hmm. It could be, you know, like they had talked about how there's going to be a rock, paper, scissor component. Sometimes if you go head to head 1v1 against another class, you were rock, paper, scissor. You, you're just, you know, there's some of these classes and combinations you just are not going to be able, be able to defend yourself against. Uh, I think what Trickster's one I think of where you go was it Rogue Rogue. Is that right? I think it's Rogue Rogue. Uh, Rogue oh, assassin. assassin. That's right. the one. Like that one, just like it sounds, I'm thinking mm, that guy probably is going to hurt. Like he's probably going to just tap somebody hard, and there's not going to be much of an opportunity to, to you know, to for most of the classes and the combinations here for them to really do much about that. And I'm kind of wondering if that is a similar situation when we talk about the Strider. But. I don't know. Is it going to, and what are some of the bonuses that they have as well? Like, I feel like knowing the nature of the other primary archetype is going to help me to feel like I have a confident answer to that. And I think that currently my answer would be like, I just really don't know. I could see it going so many different ways. What do you think, Rebel? Well, on that particular matter, I don't have anything to really think about because I don't have the information for the fighter. Mm -hmm. But I do want to take a, a deeper dive into the summoner, um, the summoner ranger um, archetype. Um, basically, what I'm thinking here, though, is instead of the summoner ranger archetype component, so the summoner first with the ranger, I don't think they should be beastmasters. Mm -hmm. I think the ranger summoner should be the beastmaster. And I would like to see the summoner ranger be a trap master some someone that summons traps or uh, that's something that i would like to see gotcha me personally um because we only have one trap and you know when when like let's take world of warcraft for example there's some awesome traps available now um there's traps where there's poison traps there's slowing traps there's uh uh, traps that come out and little snakes come out and you know um, assist you real quick and you know kind of like either poison an enemy or do some extra damage um i do see how this uh, if you look at all of the summoners they all really look cool and they look like you know you want to summon beasts so the summoner should be the sum the summoner ranger should be the one who summons the beast but see the way i see it is the hunter is the one who has control over like i feel like the hunter or the ranger should have control over the the, the pets instead of it being summoner um in my opinion now 
please let me know your opinion on that because, you know, that's just kind of what I'm working with right now. I would definitely like to see a Trap Master inside either the Summoner Ranger archetype or the Ranger Summoner. We know we know that the we know that trap is one of the ultimate abilities. Place a bear trap underneath the ranger, which immobilizes enemies and deals damage. Rank one, bear trap will apply stun instead of immobilize. Rank two, the ranger can drop two traps per ability cooldown. Multiple traps. So I I definitely could see there being a trap master of sorts and what that's gonna look like. I don't know. What are some of your thoughts, Dave? Listen. Also, I don't know if I really answered your question. But any thoughts you have to that as well? Uh, I mean, I think you answered the question. I mean, as far as the trap master, yeah, I I, I like that idea too. Um, again, because you just think the the ranger, you know, primary is going to be the, your fundamental influence. So kind of seeing falconer makes me think it's going to be a kind of summoning temporary pets, maybe. And I still mm -hmm. kind of get stuck on the fact that. Is it just birds? I mean, right. And so, again, yeah. not not knowing what falconer means in the world, you brought up a really good point. Yeah, what, what is a falconer in the lore? Right. It it could mean something completely different than we're thinking. Right. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I this one is probably the toughest one for me to theory craft on. I mean, I honestly found it easier to theory craft on classes we don't know about mm -hmm. than i did on this one just because i'm i'm having trouble seeing how the primary secondary um kind of meld between the two um so yeah i guess you know i i like the idea of focusing on traps as a summoning mechanic i think that makes just as much sense if not more sense than being able to summon creatures for a brief period of time mm -hmm. this feels like it would fit more for the the falconer and, and maybe be like trap masks or something like that you know it it I, and I, I i can see where you're coming from and i agree with it too and so let's go with the definition of falconer here in our world okay in our world a falconer is a person who keeps trains or hunts with falcons hawks or other birds of prey so if that's that's the only premise i can work under because we don't know in their world what that actually means it could mean something different um it could be more of a beast master type thing i don't know and maybe a falcon is the primary focus because you see in a lot of lore and movies, games, um, that that person who's hunter, right? Kind of hunter, uh, ranger type, um, archetype that's running around, and they got that falcon in the sky, right? That right. scouts that they summon down. I'm kind of wondering if it's something like that. And then let's take a swing real quick and say some outrageous statement here what if what if the falconer you know for some of those abilities like uh hail of arrows what if what if for the falconer there <laughs> there's a falcon in the sky that drops a potion and so now we're not talking about a potion launcher but dropping a potion on somebody and instead of it being a hell of arrows you get this toxic puddle or something right yeah, yeah. So, what if you threw bird seed in the sky and all the, all the <laughs> falcons come all down the birds and just come down on the enemy? <laughs> Suffer my rage, mortal! Tossing seeds at him, dust him as a seed. Run like... from my pigeon! <laughs> he just dust him in a bunch of seeds, and the falcons come down, and start pecking away at him until they're no more. That would be really messed up. I would not want to go that way. That that actually reminds me of. 
um, the hunter ability. What's it called? Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, Murder of Crows. Yeah, yeah, that's what that reminds yeah. me of. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, it's like, I, I feel like if they're going with this traditional term, then falconer to me means that you're going to have a bird or birds or falcons that are going, that you train, that you have a, formed some relationship with that potentially aids you. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's so many possibilities, but... I don't know. To me, that's where I'm like going. And then that makes you wonder too, like how is this, again, we go back to how's the summon are going to work. We don't know. We don't have any knowledge. All the knowledge we have now, all these, all these ranks and stuff that we're talking about in some detail, this is all information that's been gathered at PAXs and just, you know, people that have played the game at PAXs or what they've shown to us. And it's very generalized. It's very generalized. There's no numbers here. We're not at a point where we really got that information yet. And so we're just working off of basic ideas and, and how we know mechanics work currently from our experiences in MMOs. And some of that might change too, because as innovative as they've been so far, and as sure as I am that this probably all these abilities we're looking at are probably going to get null and void to some extent in the next year. Who knows, man? But yeah, I, I wonder too. I, I look at these abilities and I see Trap Master could be there because from the base standard of a of a ranger, a trap is part of its part of its uh, identity at this Just time. Trapper, trapper yeah. in general. Yeah, yeah. trapper is good to be good too. And and I can recognize the the strength and how the this this potential class or archetype can be morphed, if you will, or augmented, if you will by these other archetypes because you already see it's different differentiating roles, right? You have, uh, you have the flame element, right? Where burn damage, you have the stun or immobilize element, whether we're talking about it via knockback shots or we're talking about it, you know, excuse me with, uh, uh snares or traps. So we've got all these different, you know, trapping, stunning components, fire component and then we've also got uh when you look at some of the potential archetypes you oh i'm sorry jumping sprinting knocking back so not only stun and knocking them and 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 disengaging if you will so there's a lot of mobility a lot of stun potential and i can see the crossing with the ranger being a pr pretty strong all around but we don't know just yet i definitely see it being strong from a, the strider and the sentinel i could see it being pretty strong too imagine being able to be tanky and stunning be oh you know how that would be a pain that'd be a pain it's kind of reminds me a little bit of dragon knights in eso right now not right now like forever they've got all the talons they, they'll lock you down with and just a lot of cc ability and a lot of survivability <clears throat> but there are definitely a lot of possibilities for the for the ranger and i'm i'm really looking forward to in the future when we can get to a point and know so much more about the numbers and the way the mechanics are going to work and how that how that is going to be implemented and and plays into uh working in com combination with the other other archetypes and their combinations so um but yeah are there any other thoughts you guys have on the ranger class currently Um, I guess the only one that I thought might be interesting, um, Scout, 
with the the rogue right. secondary. I I mean I know I I'm kind of just thinking through what maybe might be more strong in like a PvP situation versus a PvE, and then we talked about the ranger in general, the mobility, the control snares being like you know a royal pain to deal with on a one v one. I kind of also see the same thing for the the scout um, as well. Uh, you know, I, I I think that one would be an interesting one. So is that like you know your ultra sniper with some stealth there? I don't know. I I think that also would be like um, an issue in PvP, right? Be right. you know along with the the flip of that, the predator, right? You know that that could be kind of a pretty uh, pretty powerful combo yeah you know before i Rev, before i get your your thoughts too i want to say this because my book some more from you you both as well so what if because we look at the ranger with the rogue scout we also have in the ranger primary uh, active abilities here we have that uh mark shot right and then i think about a rogue crossing with that getting a scout and i also think about night blades and eso or um, the even just rogues in WoW. And I can imagine the stealthy type class that can kind of do something from a distance market, maybe even put a debuff on it. And we already see the debuff potential here. But if we go and we look at, well, we don't know yet what the rogues got, but I'm going to imagine it's probably dirty. <laughs> so, right. so my thoughts are is that that could be a really potentially, like you said, um, whether we look at it PV or PVP, it could be very strong in both those regards as well. Um, Rebel Yak. Yeah, I, uh, again, uh, with, the, with the Ranger and the Scout, yeah, I don't have much to add on that because we've got no information. <laughs> you know? Um, one thing, though, mm -hmm. I'm very interested in seeing how the mage and the ranger are going to cross over right, right. together. And I wonder if it's going to be extremely strong because, you know, those two are normally your two major damage deal dealing archetypes. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. so I wonder if they're going to try to purposely make it a little bit weaker. So it's not something picked over, um, the others, but even if it's weak, weaker, or probably even in balance. How is it going to stand out at that point? How is it going to be interesting to play? Um, that's that's kind of a good question that I would like answered. Um, you know, not from not from you guys, but kind of like you know, throughout the course of time, I would like to see um, for those two archetypes combining how. One, they'll be balanced with the other classes, and two, if they're balanced, what makes them stand out? Yeah, and I was I was thinking too. They both have fire in their trees, right? I could see that potentially being a a pretty high fire damage, and yeah, they both in their trees also have because the the uh, the mage also has, which we talked about last week, um, also has ice, you know, ice prison, which is an enemy immobilization so then i can see the that i mean i could see that potentially where you're talking about traps maybe having elemental components i think which is uh, what dayless talked about earlier um right wasn't that with this yeah 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 mm -hmm. and i could also see how the elemental component um 
you know, uh, when the mage also has this, the tentacles, ice sheet, has arc lightning, and and the fire implosion, and elemental mastery, um, and also is a, well, it's a cloth armor one, right? So this is light armor. So, it, Quake Black Hole, I mean, it just, you just don't know, man. I could see it going so many different directions with that one. Um, yeah. Yeah, that could be, I mean, it could be just another, I mean, I go and I look at all of the, when you look at all of the uh, mage combinations, I mean, when you go up and look what the mage can combine with, it just, they all look like they could be so strong from a magic perspective. Yeah, it's almost cringeworthy. It's like, yeah. You don't want there to be a meta because you want everything to kind of be balanced, but you also right. want the characters to be interesting to play right. too. Mm-hmm. And so, what makes what makes it what makes a game interesting to players? Well, some people like a meta, yeah. you know. And th- I hope I I hope that those people who like a meta will be disappointed <laughs> in the game personally because uh, they have other qualities that I don't uh, necessarily like to hang around with, but. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering too. I feel like the identity for your primary archetype is going to change a lot. And where you might have uh, the similar archetypes crossing down the way, I think I th- I see the possibility of a lot of uniqueness for each of these if it's done right. And so I'm very hopeful that it is. It's not just they've already talked about cookie cutter not being a thing. So yeah that's and stun locking boring pvp not being a thing so as long as they have a lightning arrow i'm cool lightning (laughs) that'd be really cool you're like as long as i can bring down lightning in multiple different ways i'm gonna be happy yeah i like my lightning (laughs) i do lightning is my theme yeah man i know it is so let's uh let's go ahead and take a, a shift here to the mage now uh, before I go into discussion on the mage, uh, and I haven't read the, last week, I, did, I read the description more for the fighter, or sorry, not fighter, but the ranger. Today, I even read it about a bit for the ranger, right? How it's elusive, nature based. Uh, before I talk about that, I'm going to read the description for the mage. In a world of high magic, no party would be complete without a mage. Masters of the arcane, they bring terrible elements to bear and devastating spells. Uh, if really, if reality needs changing in some fashion, ask a mage to help. Reality, reality. That's interesting. So, what are some <clears throat> of your thoughts about the mage and its potential crossing of other archetypes? We'll go around Robin yet again, Dayless, sir. So I see the mage kind of primarily being, you know, elemental, right? We talked about that. I mean, the description talks about that, kind of beats us over the head with it. Mm-hmm. I also see that as the mage is more focused on area of effect, um, more so than maybe the, another range class, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to think here, okay, if I use elements as a guide, how would an element maybe align with the secondary so um, the one that kind of steps out first to me is the spellstone. So maybe your augmentations are more with an element of earth. I think we kind of talked mm-hmm. about this the last time too, right? So does that mean you know you're going to be able to be a beefier mage? But what does that mean for your active skills? Um, so that's the part where again between that and the ma- battle mage. 
I'm not sure how that's going to cross over. I mean, I have my own theories about, you know, what, you know, the fighter can do. Um, and, and it's speculation, right? It's not based on any fact other than what, we, like we said before, what we know. So I kind of see that as maybe, you know, el elemental rage fuels the battle mage. So then they're able to, you know, sacrifice maybe a range to empower their weapons potentially. Um, the other one that I think I just going through, I mean, I, I would say right now, I don't see anything other than one of the, um, one of the names that doesn't really fit for me. And that would be for the bard combo sorcerer. Right. Um, that one kind of feels like I could do away with arch wizard. Right. And swap it for sorcerer. I, I think actually agree. I got that idea from one of the other, you know, amazing theory crafters in the community okies and he kind of mentioned that i'm like yeah i could totally get that i could get behind sorcerer being that because i kind of see that um yeah i mean some of the other ones i i think i mean i i didn't have an issue with um spell hunter again i'm kind of not necessarily loving the name but i could see how that fits um acolyte i think is actually a really cool one i like that because I could see um, an acolyte using elemental magic, but in a way that gives and takes life, right? So cauterize is a good one that they, I would say, okay, they're using flames to heal a wound. Yep. So I kind of see that, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I really like the mage uh, overall. I, I like the possibilities. And I think like what we talked about before, um, you know, this one, I expect to be formidable. Um, especially once they kind of get into the secondaries enhancing mm -hmm. their abilities. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, for me, I, uh, I can definitely get down with a battle mage. <laughs> like I said before in our other theory crafting, um, uh, episode, uh, well, we just touched on that name a little bit. I'm I'm definitely excited to see a little more on the Battle Mage and how they're going to implement some some of the um, some of some of the abilities and mechanics uh, for that for for the fighter and the mage. I think that's going to be really interesting. My biggest question, though, is the Spell Hunter. What exactly are we going to see from that one? Um, I just there's there's just so much possibility and potential there that it's hard there's so much theory crafting in that name alone that i'm afraid to touch it okay so i'm just not gonna go any further than just the name itself um i think it's awesome and i would like to see more um more details on the mage hunter um cross archetype the most exciting one that i'm going to be looking forward to though is definitely going to be the warlock the warlock i uh, cannot wait to summon you know you you already got one thing that summons tentacles wow what what are what universe are you going to be summoning from summoning from what what are these these uh these creatures of of elements and and uh majestic things can you pull out of uh, out of the game itself you know um you know. so that's pretty much just my take on it and so piggybacking right off of that i'm gonna one of the ultimate abilities is black hole 
So black hole and tentacles, to me, there's you don't hear a lot of words of things like shadow damage or anything like that. But when I look at that, I'm like, okay, this to me sounds void-ish. Void, dark, you know, dark matter, other reality of dark, dark matter or some sort of crazy, just uh, dark energy of some sort. Because it even says that they are, um, like in the description, right? I just read it. It says the mage, right? Is uh, they bring tell them element of the lowers of that, uh, something with reality, right? Yeah, if reality means changing in some fashion, there there's a mage, right? Yes, so yeah, I see that too. I mean, I, I totally get that. It's you know, you're altering reality in order to bring things into being, so yeah, that that's that's a pretty cool concept right there. Mm -hmm. I agree. So, we're going to talk about the active abilities for the mage real fast. And how these could be interesting. So we've touched on them briefly. And I know we've touched on them a little bit before. We're going to go down the list again as quickly as I can possibly do it. Just so that they're somewhat familiar and in the back of our heads freshly discussed. Implosion. Active ability. Launch a pow powerful burst of fire which deals damage to single enemy. Rank 1 and 2. Rank 1 additional burn damage to the affected enemy 2. Or enemies, it says. Rank 2. Implosion. Now damage all enemies in the area around this initial target. And Daedalus had mentioned the AoE component to this class. Uh, archetype. Ice prison. Target an enemy and summon a prison of ice to immobilize them. Rank 1. Deal damage over time. Oof. Rank 2. Applies a slow to the target after the ice prison dissipates. And I can see that being altered potentially by other classes later to become something very deadly in an aoe fashion uh arc lightning uh just like it sounds an arc launch a bolt of lightning in a forward line dealing damage to all enemies in its path rank one adds damage over time to enemies affected by the initial bolt rank two lightning will chain uh, to jump to nearby enemies not in the bolt's initial path so just chain lightning chain lightning right sounds very familiar uh, Mage Escape, we, we know this as a teleportation, or um, uh, I forget the name in uh, Bolt Escape in ESO is what I'm thinking. And in, in a lot of other games you see it too, just ports away. Um, so I see this when we talk about the Ranger again, but we're going to keep going. Active Ability, step into another dimension momentarily and dash to emerge ahead of your original position. Rank 1. Reduce hate from your current target and force them to lose target. So this is going, okay, I'm going to reduce my aggro or hate. You're not going to target me anymore. And then rank two, break free to escape an active control effect. After image, summon shadows of yourself to confuse your enemies. Now we've seen this on the live stream before where it's these like mirror images sort of around it. And... It says, after image, uh, it also increases your magic evasion. <clears throat> um, so what that's going to look like, I'm curious. I could imagine seeing spells just go right through somebody, right? Magic spells going just right through them, uh, not even hitting them. Uh, rank 1 increases the duration of the effect, so lasts longer. And 2, you'll increase damage while the image remains in effect. So I can see that being very strong. 
Keep it up longer, do more damage as well while it's up. It's a buff also now, not just to mitigate. Uh, Private Sanctum, teleport yourself or a party member to an extra dimensional location for a short period of time, removing them from the combat, from combat and from danger. So you're just phasing them out. There's our reality component. And rank one, banish. Banish target receives a mana heal while banished. I want to put a flag on this one for in a minute. And rank two reduces the cooldown of the ability. That private sanctum could be used more regularly. That's mm, tasty to me. We're going to go to portal. Next act ability. Create a magical portal beneath the mage and place a second portal some distance away, teleporting all nearby party members or possibly enemies to the target location. Rank one. Increases the range at which the uh, exit portal may be placed. And two, using the portal will reduce hate from the mage's current enemy and force them to lose target. There we go again with that. Two times I've heard that term. Ice Sheet. Create a frozen surface causing enemies to suffer and knock down. Rank one applies a slow to effect at enemy targets. Rank two. Increases the size of the surface. Duration of effect. Sounding deadly to me, right? Charge Beam. Channel a beam attack, dealing damage to a single target for several seconds. This reminds me, and I don't know the name, of the Frost Mage's ability in the tree currently in Legion, where you can talent and you can basically just target them with a beam, and it just locks onto them. And just, yeah, no, not Lance. It's a, it's a beam. I forget the name, but it's, I mean, I think it is an ice beam, isn't it? It is. Cat? It is. Yeah, it's an ice beam, and it, it just laser oh, them. Frost yeah. Beam or something. Yeah, it's it's pretty strong. It's not it's not it's not the strongest end game, but if you're leveling, it, <laughs> you just nuke something with it. Um, so that's what that sounds similar to me. Rank one, deal damage over time. After the channel is completed, so you're gonna burst them and then damage over time. After, that's dirty. Rank two, you're gonna deal damage to all enemies between the mage and the initial target. So heaven forbid you tar target the guy in the back. And all those dudes in the middle there, you can just, I could see you just dragging the beam over all of them. Then they get the dot on top of that, right? Crazy. Um, tentacles, summon grasping tentacles, which immobilize all enemies with the area of effect. Another area of effect. More problems for groups right there. I wouldn't want to be under their AoE. Rank one, summon tentacles, deal damage, dealing damage over time to enemies. And two, increases the duration of effect. You get a lot of increasing duration of effect, damage over time. And how long something's gonna stay there. Like that's that just screams you're gonna get wrecked. Right? And we haven't gotten to really see the mage in action yet. So now we're gonna say cloth armor, like we discussed earlier, passive ability, increases the amount of armor provided by cloth, further increases the amount of armor given by cloth, and then rank two is gains additional mana for each piece of cloth armor worn. Tasty. Bigger bigger mana pool. Outstanding. Elemental mastery, we've talked about. Deals increased damage from all elemental abilities. Rank 1 further increases the elemental damage dealt by the mage. And 2 gain additional damage bonus from each different element type used recently. Ultimate abilities are Quake and Black Hole. Quake is, just like it sounds, high damage to enemies in a forward line template like an earthquake. Uh, breaking the ground open. Uh, knockback is applied with rank 1. Reduces the cost of the cooldown. Rank two and black hole. Pull all enemies to a point selected by the mage. Does it sound scary yet? With all the AOE that we talked about the mage being able to do? I can see yeah. them 
popping that ulti on somebody. Here's a black hole. Enjoy it. In incoming. Pulls them all in there and then boom AoE, boom AoE, right on top of these people. That sounds dirty. Dirty. I mean, but also very tasty. Very tasty. And their exploration ability. And here's the worst part, rank one. Targets affected by the pull suffer from slow. So now you're not getting out anytime soon. And rank two, the black hole explodes after pulling targets and dealing damage. So pull you in, it's going to explode soon. You're not getting away. AoE, AoE, farewell, friends. Problems. Pain and suffering incoming for the mage. Well, you forgot to pop Gosh. your elemental mastery first. <laughs> yeah. Or after. Yes. And then God. using implosion. Oh, God bless you. And, and elemental mastery is passive, so that's just there anyway. You don't even have oh, to use it, it. Yes. You don't even have to use it. It's just there already. I was kind of hoping you could use it. Um, and detection. I like the buffs. But you have to keep in mind, and here's where I, and this is where we talked last week. This is where I'm just getting, I'm nerding out hard about this because uh, we talked about the bard last week. I don't know how going to get into this yet. Let's go around. What are some interesting abilities that you guys can come up with or thoughts you have on this so far? Oh, one second. Detection's their exploration ability. So, rogues. <laughs> I'm assuming that you can invis. Oh. Detection. Just like it sounds. I see you. Daedalus, what are some of your thoughts on these abilities? Uh, I would say, I mean, yeah. You you definitely hit the nail on the head, man. There, There's a lot of, like, you know, various ways you can just, you know, line people up and knock them down. Um, yeah, I, I, I like the ultimate ability not only that but the quake too it's like if you've got a whole like mess of people coming your way in a pvp situation and you funnel them through a doorway and then boom quake happens right mm -hmm. you've just you know you've just knocked down you know your threat there and then you just unload so yeah it's definitely some cool abilities there i just like the quake it reminds me of some other games that had similar abilities i'm like that's one of the most fun things to do is just unload quake type of ability um man i don't even know where to start um i i actually want to maybe uh now that i'm thinking about it like we talked about the rogue being part of it too so shadow caster right so what could that mean um you know in terms of of the mage is that like you said it's is that amping up the fighting dirty here can you use the elements to cloak your friends um you know it, it just seems like that there's a lot more you can do daedalus your words are one. hurting me and i'm also a little scared please continue <laughs> i know right <laughs> I mean, i'm just like oh man what am i gonna do against this cat i mean that's <laughs> all i gotta say about that dude um, spell hunter know. spell hunter dude right i'm looking <laughs> at spell hunter i'm sorry i can't contain myself that sounds scary now yeah yeah for sure for sure um I mean, yeah i would say that one uh those two i would say to me like feel like the most dangerous mm -hmm. i'm kind of like with revel on the whole battle mage thing too i mean what can that do is i mean that that doesn't feel like a glass cannon though i kind of put that in my notes i mean <laughs> i think the glass cannon is you know is 
elsewhere, but that right. still feels like, damn, what can they do with all these <laughs> abilities and melee at the same time? Right. God, man. Yeah, take that mage. Take all. Take take half of those abilities, and then you take a melee character jumping on you and trying to stay on top of you the whole time. I feel like that's scarier than a rogue and a mage because the rogue is going to uh, jump out of the shadows, attack, and then jump back in the shadows. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. But a melee character. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I can see. Oh, man. Like, I just, I mean, I'm having just a, this is like a moment for me that we discussed when we talked about the potion launcher last time. I'm having a moment right now where I'm just going, oh, yo, I did not realize until I heard myself say this out loud Yeah, how brutal the mage could be. Yeah, there's just yeah. so many possibilities, man. And the mage is always going to be um, one of your most your, – your, your, your least unique, but always sometimes the most feared in most of your MMOs. It's more – And it's well, – and it's always because of the unknown and that is what the mage controls is the unknown like nope. man you know this is just so i don't forget it but you know when we talked about just a minute ago with the ranger and we said bow singer i don't know i know it's backtracking but mystic's not in here anywhere is it no i don't think so not hmm. in these lists Mystic is more of uh, kind of a, has a spiritual component to it anyway. So I don't know if that would actually go better for like, you know, a cult, a cleric combo somewhere. But yeah, we talked about, um, we talked about Bow Singer, you know, I could hear Mystic being there more somewhere in there somewhere. So back to back on track, I'm looking at all these mages abilities and I'm just going, oh God. As a paladin, this scares me. If I'm a paladin, this scares me. And one of the biggest mistakes that I'm I'm calling it a mistake, and and Daedalus, I know you're kind of on, you're also a paladin at heart, like me. It, I've always enjo enjoyed the the soul of what a paladin represents, and this is related to a mage because in most MMOs I've played. It always it, it I, I like Shockadin. I've played a Shockadin where I've done Shockadin and just blown people up. Uh, mm -hmm. It I I if I play a Paladin, I want to be able to feel like it's creative and fun and just as interesting as I'm playing this character. Now here's the here's the thing. This is a statement I want to say because it's in the question we have later before we get done here that I want to pose to you all. But I'm gonna say it now so I don't forget because we'll use it as a reference point. But the excitement that I had about the potion launcher and the excitement I just had looking over these mage abilities, I want to feel that way about a paladin again. Because, oh, that's a fair statement. because mm -hmm. the paladin just gets, it, it's been mushed. Everybody want, you know, granted I'll say a lot of people play a paladin. Fair, fair enough. A lot of people play a mage too or a sorcerer, but it seems to me that the paladin always ends up getting the one of it's one of the classes that always ends up getting a raw deal 
and I don't know why. And it would be nice to be able to play a Paladin again that can be strong, that can combat a foe as strong as a mage. Maybe not win, but be able to put up a fight. There's a lot to be said about the Paladin and what it represents. And granted, it's not a glass cannon, but I feel like there's a medium in there somewhere where it is at least effective. And I don't feel like they're as effective as they once were ages back. And that's just my two cents. That's my Paladin soul coming out right now and appealing to the devs. But just something to keep in mind for here in a little while. But So I'm going to look at these abilities. Arc Lightning. And we go and we look at the Mage. We look down the way. Yeah, I agree. Sorcerer for Bard. Sorcerer feels like it should be where Arch Wizard is. Mage and Mage, there's your Sorcerer. Right? That's yeah. what I think. Arch Wizard, I don't even know if it needs to be in there. But I feel like you could come up with something better for where the mage crosses with a bard. Um, there's so many things you could do when it comes to song or the idea of buffing a class. And and I think that it could be something better than that, much more fitting than that. And I'm looking at Spell Hunter right now, which I, I know I interrupted and talked about a minute ago. And I'm still looking at that because now I'm going... A lot of AoE. I wonder what happens when your mage takes on some elements of a ranger. Both. Granted, the ranger seems to orient more around bleed effects and increased damage, physical damage. There's a potential for a lot of breaking free. Uh getting out of problems, uh, jumping, sprinting, disengaging. And the, the mage itself has portal porting around mages escape after image evading portal. <laughs> I'm just, I'm looking at that and I'm thinking to myself, when you cross a mage and a, and a ranger, this is a, this is a problem. A Catch me one. if you can. Yeah. Catch me yeah, if you can. Sure. And if you try, you will suffer the consequences. Yeah, Spell Hunter sounds like it could be a, a thing. So anyway, I'm looking at all this, though, and I'm thinking the potential for a ranger and a, and a mage, either one of how they're combined, both of them look very strong to me. Very strong. Now, we don't know anything about a rogue, summoner, fighter, or bard yet, unfortunately. But the possibilities, oh, the possibilities almost seem endless in my mind right now because of what little we know. So question, Acolyte, do you think that's going to be like a discipline priest? That's a good or question. Like a, like a discipline mage, really? Actually more because it's in the mage archetype first. So hmm. I think you're going to have discipline, like discipline priest abilities maybe maybe ah, it's i don't know man you know we talked about the disc priests i feel like it was somewhere else though last week yeah we talked about was it um not the high priest that was the holy there was another one maybe it was like the priest tank maybe it was the priest uh or cleric tank cleric sorry yeah yeah apostle sorry. yes that was when we talked about it, it was apostle mm -hmm. yeah yeah um I, I, I'm wondering about Alkalite 
because mage if we think about what it can do with portals and it has a lot of elemental components and then mixing with a cleric it's just it would be easy to see some of the the art of combat if you will from a mage be uh or from a mage then become something where you see the life-giving taking element uh now we've already got private sanctum which is a mana heal right and that's a banishing of target so if you banish essentially right your party members to extra dimension you didn't mana heal them i could see something like private sanctum then becoming a much stronger heal potentially giving more mana i think evocation a bit I think evocation from the... Uh, I don't even know if that's in for the mage anymore. I think they took it out, didn't they, for a while? Yeah, I think so. Uh -huh. I remember evocation, though. You know, you put you put your arm up in the air and you just... You get your mana back. Um, summon, summon the elements around you. Yeah, you would pull in mana. And so I could oh, see... Sorry. I could see possibly... And that's what I, I haven't... We haven't really talked about uh, right now. Any, and it's tough to do so. But we there's go there's got to be at least one if not more of the combinations and I could see potentially where the mage and cleric might be that, but then again I could also see that being the mage mage if arch arc wizard arch wizard whatever was uh, actually a sorcerer I could see maybe that being more in line there as well, but with cleric I think if we think life and death and we think life and we think mage and mana we see a mana hill. I can see there potentially being a pretty strong heal there. So I don't know if it would be disc. Definitely High Priest is holy. Shadow Priest I don't feel like would fit either. But something different. I could see something different. It could potentially even be the mana giving uh, sort of for the party. I could see there being... What if it's a combination of both? Of it, both light and darkness? I could see that. you know, And I could see how Banish, the Private Sanctum, could end up also turning into banishing enemies later and and then that instead of it being a mana heal it could be a mana drain and then maybe even siphoning that to party members or just really causing i mean i can see how this could be very something like that which isn't a thing it's just they're crafting hypotheticals i can see how something like that could be detrimental to a an opposing guild and a guild siege or something right right like that could be detrimental if one one group's got that guy and the other one doesn't, all of the mana gone just drains it out. That just at that vital moment when people are running low, and that that's the make or break it to the. And I can see that also end up being a, a guild raiding meta or guild siege meta too. So that could be a problem. But there's so much we don't know, and there's so many possibilities. But I I think. I have posed a couple questions today before we end, but you know, I would love to go into detail about this and I know I'm going to be doing a series. I know Daedalus even has his own Heraldcraft series going too, where the, we're discussing theory crafting in a little more detail, whether it's mechanics or group dynamics. Uh, so we're, we're both and like Okies and other people are, there are people in the community that are, that are doing theorycrafting crafting and ready to get started, but we need more information. 
And until we get more information, we're a bit stuck going off of this basic. And you got to keep in mind, Atropos did a good job with this. He He's done the research to go and he's essentially data mining this from every resource possible to get us this information that isn't really spelled out any other place I know of. And so I look at this and this is what we know and it's very generalized. When we get numbers and they start to work on the combat system, truthfully work on it like they've discussed and we get to see what that looks like. Hopefully we'll get to see a full grasp of the possibilities when we get into alpha one i think that's where things are going to really start to change possibly even before i sure hope more before but until then we're all just playing with what ifs and this basic generalized information so do you either one of you have any more thoughts about these two main archetypes the mage or the ranger before we get going soon no i don't have anything else i think yeah i'm I'm pretty excited about the mage possibilities here. Me too. I just, I just want to tell like the developers or anybody who may be able to um, give them this information if they're listening. These are very two. Uh, in the past, have been very two. Very, sorry, very strong classes. Very strong classes that have been in the past and in most you know, just above and beyond uh, DPS or, or anything like that. <clears throat> Me, as an as a average gamer, and some not just an average gamer, a, a gamer for a very long time, especially in a game like World of Warcraft, um, it would be okay with me if you did not make these classes overpowered. As long as they're interesting and interesting to play and how you cooperate with your team and how like you draw things from the environment and you play them, that to me is way more interesting this game um from just just it's just my opinion so um it is okay if these uh classes are not overpowered and uh it would be nice to be able to actually contribute without um uh looking at damage meters and stuff like that you know so that's pretty much just what i'd say last thing so i got a few questions before we go here then and, and I agree with that. And, and it's easy to be like, oh, the plebs want it easy and blah, blah, blah. It's not. It's it. You I, I, I understand it's important to have some that are strong. Uh, but if someone identifies and this is my two cents here. Um, and actually, you kind of answered a question I was going to ask you all. And the question is. Uh, what do you look forward to in the future? most in regard to the archetypes as a whole and what are some things that you hope they do or continue to do in the future for classes and rebel feel like you've answered that question um, and i'm going to piggyback off of your answer to that question and i'm also going to say that i talked about paladin paladin is just a class i identify with i have played a paladin for many years and one of the biggest letdowns for me is when playing my character feels just like blah it doesn't feel it lives up to what its identity is like it's just another ret pally hacking away and slashing something that's not preferable to people i would like to see no matter what a paladin or any other combination is uh, 
you know, for example, an assassin and a lot of times in MMOs as well, it's great and viable for maybe PVP or something, but it may not be viable for PVE. And then it's, you just fall by the wayside. I, I stress the importance of not allowing any archetype combination, paladin, assassin, spell swords, you know, night spell, any of these. Don't allow them to fall by the wayside. The upside is, everyone, is that no matter what your primary archetype is, you have those eight possibilities that you can rotate. I don't know how, how often you can change, but they have, they have said you can change between those, but you're stuck with what your base archetype is. So... The positive note is that if I'm a paladin and I want to bounce down to a knight or to a spell shield or a warden or something, I have the opportunity to do that. I don't know when, I don't know how on the fly or if it's a serious investment to do so. However, if I identify as a paladin, it's so important to me that I'm able to play as a paladin and still be just as important and if not stronger than someone else in a certain condition where I can shine. I feel like it's important that whatever your primary archetype, no matter how you combine it, the individual player has the opportunity to theory craft and do something special and unique in that capacity that they identify with the most. So they don't feel like they have to be someone or something else that they don't feel comfortable with. That's my two cents. So Daedalus, what are some of your thoughts in that regard too? Um, I would say, I mean, you guys kind of hit, you know, the high points uh, for me too, I mean, I think my biggest, uh, my biggest like hope is that the team continues to focus on making every archetype unique, um, have some utility, bring something to the table um, for the group, and also individually. I mean, that's something I talked about um, in kind of my own theory crafting as well. Right? Is is the archetype and the augment system is going to make or break ashes of creation. And yeah. I think just making choices matter um, to Revel's point is going to be a huge thing. I mean, minimize the meta, make all combinations, bring something to the table. Just hoping that there's a balance in the encounters that we do have mm -hmm. that allows us to play in a variety of ways and i wasn't really encouraged just kind of coming back to full circle to the live stream mm -hmm. is that they they did throw in a lot of customization options um you know in addition to the archetypes right you're going to have the augments so i'm hoping that each archetype has kind of maybe one or two defining pillars like they had with cleric being life and death i mm -hmm. hope they carry that through to all the others mm -hmm. you know and they've talked about tank being kind of control and survival uh, survivability so just kind of keeping that common theme so you kind of know what you're getting into when you choose that secondary without being it you know jarring or a surprise and not what you expect and I would echo what you say about the Paladin, right? I mean, I played a Paladin in WoW for many years and I've had situations where I felt exactly how you say, I felt blah about a character that I've spent a decade with. Exactly. And that's, that's, that's disappointing. Yes. So yeah, I mean, I would just say kind of, those are kind of my major things that I would, you know, ask Intrepid to do is, is come up with some defining characteristics that carry through, that make sense, make choices matter um that would be kind of where i would say i would really 
um, want them to go and where I'm encouraged that I'm starting to see them going is making those choices unique, giving a lot of options to players so you can play how you want to play. I think they're doing that in their systems, definitely, you know, doing that in their character creator is also, um, you know, would also be to me a huge boon for this game and move it, move the genre forward, which is what they want to do. I totally agree with you. Yeah, it's the, uh, and I, I've got to piggyback on what you said too, because it's something I'm very passionate about. It's like, when you were saying that about the Paladin, my thought was, this is who I am as a character in this world. And it doesn't matter how different Ashes is. And this is a very true, you identify with, an archetype because some part of it speaks to you as a, as a player and you identify with it. And it's the most discouraging thing in a game for me when I found what feels like my place and I don't feel useful or important when it comes to in-game content, whether it's PVE or PVP, I feel like they have the opportunity to bring light back to a light bringer, if that makes sense. And, and, the same could be said for any other any other class combination or archetype that I like you said, uh, bring back what an MMORPG can be. And they have the opportunity here. And I do agree. I think augment the augment system, I I can see it being what makes this game from a theory crafter standpoint, just a beautiful thing. But also if it's not done right, could break it. And I see that. And I'm I also am very hopeful for the same reasons as Daedalus here. Um, so we've talked about what some of our ideas are behind these archetypes, the base four archetypes we currently have. I'm sure in the future we'll probably piggyback back on and hopefully Daedalus can join us for discussing the other four. Because once they're up, we will definitely want to jump on that as well. I could also see in the future coming back to each of these uh, base classes, archetypes, and once we have more information, then really taking a look at the eight possibilities and getting some really cool ideas about those identities and how those play into Vera as we all, you know, come back to Vera and join the world. And no matter which server we're on, uh, begin our own stories. Uh, I'd like to thank both of you, Daedalus and Rebel Strike, for participating and joining here uh, in the craft, which has been three part uh, series episode here that we've had split up. Uh, I've enjoyed it immensely. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, I'm not going to say what next week's uh, topic's going to be because I've got several up in the air and I'm going to kind of put some fillers out there. If you're a content creator in the community or you're just another individual passionate about Ashes of Creation, theory crafting, the game in general, even an economic one, um, I would encourage you to reach out, give me a shout. Let me know if you've got some cool ideas and thoughts you'd like to discuss i'd like to have you on the simcast uh gentlemen again i can't say enough how much i appreciate you being here for these three weeks daedalus where can people find you where is your domain sir okay well my domain on the internet is in a few spots um i am at the ashenherald.com my website i also create content for youtube you can find me there by just uh searching for the ashen herald or you can reach me on twitter at at the Ashen Herald, um, along the lines of theory crafting as well. Um, I've got uh, my series coming up uh, this week as well, deep diving into the fighter. 
I'm kind of going the more speculative route, um, mm -hmm. which I find pretty fun uh, yes. too. So we're going to start with the classes that we don't know diddly about <laughs> and see yeah. what we can come up with. And, and hopefully it, uh, it, it goes well there, but, uh, but yeah, thanks for the opportunity to be on the, on the show, Sam. Oh, it yeah. was a ton of fun. Yeah. Same here, man. Revel, what's your domain, sir? Uh, my domain is here at Virtue. That is my domain. Um, you can find me here on the um, the Discord for Virtue. Uh, link will be found down below. You can also find me at uh, twitch.tv slash rebelstrike. And you can find me at twitter.com um, slash rebelstrike. So um, uh, if you're interested in uh, hearing my weird thoughts and ideas, swing on by. Right on, man. And both of the gentlemen's links and stuff will be in the description down below as usual. Um, I'm Seymour, and uh, I've been your host for this. We will begin episode 11 on something brand new. Who knows what it will be. If you're inter interested in joining my stuff and things, links are down in the description below for my Twitter, my Twitch, which is my domain. And until next time, I will catch you on stream. <laughs>